Hey you, my entrepreneurial friend. Of 10 years of running my coaching business, I am going to finally teach business. And of course, I'm going to teach business with human design. Because the thing that I've discovered over the last decade is that the way everyone else taught me to run a business didn't freaking work for me. So over this last decade, to create a multiple seven-figure business, I've broken all the rules. I have done everything my way. I have looked experts in the face and downright said no, all to create something I love with greater ease and flow that literally is changing the world. And the best part is it doesn't feel like work at all. It feels like I get to hang out with my best friends and I am having a huge impact on the planet at the same time. So if you own a business that you want to finally maybe start, grow, or even scale, then come and join me on the 9th of May to discover how your human design can create the most beautiful, authentic success for you. For all the details, follow the link in the show notes. I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet today, the Arakwell people of the Bunjalung Nation, and pay my respects to the elders past, present, and emerging. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Human Design Podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. I'm a qualified master coach and human behavior specialist, as well as being a qualified human design coach. And I work with clients every single day to answer the big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? I also assist them to transition from the person they think they should be to the person they really are on the inside. I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or human design unpacks where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. Well, today marks the beginning of the next series that we're going to put out for you guys. And this time we're going to talk about the roadmap. Okay. So a roadmap for human design, because honestly, like so many of us, we get our charts and then, then what? Because human design is so complicated. It's got so many layers. Um, Where do we go first? What does it all mean? You know, all of that. So what we want to do is a little series to sort of support you. We're going to actually look at human design, obviously, but then a bunch of other things that um, in my experience play in very closely to your design. Now, if you don't have your chart, please just duck over to emmadunwoody.com and go and get your free chart. Uh, Check it out because you want to actually probably have your chart while we're talking or at least have a good understanding or a well an awareness let's just say an awareness of your design because we're going to start to start to step through the process of where to where to look at it first like what to look at first and how not to get overwhelmed by the complexity the thing about human design is right now in case you hadn't noticed it's exploding everywhere And that's great because we want as many people as possible to know their design and live in alignment with their design. I mean, my bigger mission is to take it mainstream. I want my grandkids to go to school with their human design. So I've got a big mission here. 
So it's the, the, I'm so excited that it's blowing up all over the place. However, we're also in this time where there's a lot of um, a lot of information. We have got so much information. We live in the information age, right? And what's happening with those people? Well, it's not just human design; it's all sorts of learning areas. But because human design is already complicated, um, and everyone's trying to find their niche or what they're an expert in in human design, and dive into things and makes they're, they're making up little bits over here, and they're adding bits over here, and they're creating their own structure and strategy over there. What tends to happen is it gets overwhelming. You get onto Instagram or Facebook or um, anywhere and you start to dive into all the information. And then, of course, you come across this inevitable things start to contradict each other or you think you just have the grasp on your design and then all of a sudden you get led in a different direction by someone else. And that's complicating and destabilizing. And on one level, your body knows that this resonates and it's so powerful because it feels true. And on the other hand, it's overwhelming and complicated and too hard to learn and process. So I want to give you a roadmap to try and simplify this whole process. And as you may or may not know, one of my specialities is making human design simple. Um, as a manifesting generator, an emotional MG, that is, 3-5, I'm all about calling out things that don't work. I'm all about breaking things and remaking things. I'm all about finding the hack, the simplest way. And my core talent actually is A, listening to my insights and empowering you to listen to yours and simplification. This is my core talent. So what I have done over the years in my experiment uh, for me personally, for my clients, for my HDX community, for my masterminders, um, and here on the podcast is that I get rid of the fluff. I get rid of the things that don't matter because in a lot of the human design knowledge, there are so many layers that we just don't need to know and we just don't need to have on board. And what happens is we let these things overcomplicate and overwhelm us, okay? And when we feel and experience overwhelm, this fundamentally means the code for overwhelm is lack of clarity. So if you have lack of clarity, then that stops you, stops you in your tracks, keeps you well and truly in fear. I don't know enough. Um, I don't have enough information to move forward. Uh, I'm overwhelmed. I don't understand. I don't know. And all of these things keep you stuck. Okay. And my job is to actually get you back on the move again and taking little baby steps because actually the important stuff with human design is absolutely simple. Okay. So you've got your chart. Where to next? Well, before we get there, I want to take a bit of a sidestep because in most cases, when we find human design, there's somewhere in our life that we feel like we are challenged or in crisis. Okay. So when we're coming from a place of challenge or crisis, then we're already coming from the mind, we're coming from fear. So then when we meet something like human design and it's super complicated, it just plays into that fear, okay? So the first thing that I want you to do is you've found your human design, you've got your chart, you've read the little blurb, um, and if you've got your free chart with me, you've probably 
had the um, the email sequence that is designed for your for your type and really gives you some beautiful clues and details simply and easily to action. And if you haven't, um, then go check out my website, emmadunwoody.com. Go follow the links in the show notes. You can join um, the list and um, yeah, get your emails to help you unpack your design simply. So we discover human design. We get our chart. We feel like it resonates. There's this other thing going on, whether it's our business that we're trying to get off the ground or transition out of corporate into our own business or juggle our entire life while while trying to create something that's actually going to make an impact or make a difference in the world. But there's no time. And then human design comes along and you're like, wow, this feels so true, but I just don't have the capacity. I don't have the mental space. All right. This is where we begin. Okay. So I want you to get your chart. I want you to have a look, everything that you've got so far. Awesome. But I want you to start or, and I want you to start noticing what resonates. Okay. The reason why I use this word all the time is because resonating is an energy that you feel. You feel resonance. So when we're in resonance to something, it feels like we're in alignment. We're in harmony. We're, um, you know, resonating at the same level. So when you discover your human design and you're just starting through, you're looking for that feeling of resonance. Anything that doesn't resonate, you just want to pop it down. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's completely not true for you, but it's not right for you yet or now. I want you to just play in the realm of what resonates because it's actually about building the muscle of trusting what resonates over the mind telling you, well, that's true for me, or I should be this way because I'm this type. Okay. So building that resonance muscle. Um, And you can do this if you are like I was in the beginning of my journey, even though there was hardly anyone on Instagram with human design. If you are obsessed with it and you're following it, like just notice when you read something, if it resonates, how does that feel in my body? Not what my mind says, not what the story says. How does that feel in my body? If it feels like it resonates, then great. That's some more evidence heading you in the direction to alignment. If it doesn't, then don't make it good, bad, right or wrong. Don't judge it. Just pop it down. Okay. Because one of the things that I've also learned with my personal journey and my client's journey is that oftentimes there will be parts of your chart that you could take a couple of years to even know they're there, you know, to get to. And you have to trust that that is correct for you. You have to trust your journey um, and what your intuition brings your attention to first. I mean, for me personally, I always recommend that we just focus on human design first. And then once we get a bit of a grasp of the the structure of human design, then we go to the gene keys because otherwise the gene keys that that are are very um, limited structure, they can feel really hard to digest. But if over here with human design, we've learned to resonate and we have understood the structure and how the, the energetic dynamics work, then when we go to the gene keys, we can just trust what resonates, okay? And we don't have to you know, use our mind to shove ourselves into a box. However, if all of that doesn't feel like it resonates with you, then I recommend you you do you. Because ultimately, human design is the journey from the mind to the body. It is the journey from resistance to flow. Okay. It's all about energy. So because we live in this information age, because there is so much information about human design, we all have to learn through the mind all have to learn through the mind. However, it's how we integrate it into the body 
that will determine how quickly we can really integrate this into our lives. So we have to practice the resonance first, okay? And don't be on your on your case to know it all or understand it all. Like one of the things I hear so often in my community is like, God, I don't know all the gates yet. Don't worry about the gates. Like I was unpacking people's charts when I just understood the energy centers. So wherever you're at, you're going to attract the clients that will be so happy with whatever you have to give in those sessions, okay? So trust that you already know enough. Okay, so we always want to start with type, all right? We're resonating, we're practicing resonating, uh, we've got our chart, we're understanding that there's no right or wrong, we're not in a rush, we're going to go with the structure of human design first, um, then, you know, move into the gene keys unless our strategy and authority tells us otherwise, because you are the guru, not me. I am my guru. I know what's correct for me. I know what my relationship with my strategy and authority looks like, feels like, sounds like, um, smells like, tastes like, whatever the nose like, all the senses. Um, however, you have to become the guru for you, which is what this whole process is about. So, the next step is understanding type. Now, not type. We don't need to understand type for all the memes and all of the, if you're a manifester, then you're this, or if you're a generator, then you're that. Nah, we just need to understand it from an energetic point of view. So what makes us that type? This is something that so many people don't teach and it blows my mind because they'll teach type and all of these rules around type, but they won't actually teach the the, the definition because definition is what creates type. So that is the centers that you've got defined. Okay. We're going to get to that in a later episode. So don't stress about it. And there's stuff in um, episodes that I've already done on this as well. So don't panic, calm your farm. You've got plenty of information. We're starting at ground zero. So the next step is to understand your strategy. So if you're a manifester, your strategy is to initiate and inform If you're a generator, your strategy is to respond. If you're a manifesting generator, then your strategy is to respond and inform. If you're a projector, then your strategy is to be invited. And if you're a reflector, then you technically, they say you have no strategy, but it's a 28-day moon lunar cycle to know what's correct for you, to feel it out, okay? What does all of this mean? Well, it's going to be a little bit nuanced for each and every one of us. We're all going to feel it a little bit differently, but ultimately this is the way the universe speaks to you, okay? So if you're a manifester, you feel creative urge move through you. That is your strategy. When you feel that on, then you go, okay? Then if you're a generator, your strategy is to respond. So literally it's like just get your ass out into the world, Get your ass out into the world and respond to things, anything and everything. It can be anything from um, looking in the the fridge to going to the movies and and looking at the movie board or ice cream. Um, I know for me, like one of the things that I love to do is, God, I was so like, you can't do that. But you go to ice cream places, and I know they stopped it for COVID for a while, but they're doing it again where I live, is that you can try the flavour. Oh my God, as an MG, to be able to respond to that is so good. And a line three. So I can have an experience of the flavor. And then I'm like, oh yeah, got energy for that. Mm -mm, Don't have energy for that. 
So then as a manifesting generator, your um, strategy is all about responding and informing. So informing is always for manifestors and MGs about declaring the direction of your energy, okay? Not asking for permission. Um, It's just about declaring the direction of your energy and letting other people or informing other people that they need to do that for you, okay? And it can be something as simple as, you know, I know one of the things that drives myself and my kids crazy because we're both MGs is if I say something to Justin or even ask, like say, oh, Justin, can I ask you something? And he just ignores me because he's staring at his phone. It makes me crazy, crazy. But if he says, yeah, sure, give me a sec, I'm like, sweet, because he's informed me. Um, You know, the other thing is like, if you are intending on going somewhere or getting something, like best to inform, because uh, then everything's going to flow better. Uh, then we have projectors, and this is the invitation. The invitation is all about being seen and acknowledged. So you want to be seeing and acknowledging yourself. How's your self-worth going? And then these invitations are going to start to flow to you. Um, And then reflectors, it's this 28-day moon cycle and really just allowing yourself to feel into um, whatever the decision is over that time, okay? just it's, It's basically slow down and allow your body to give you feedback over a period of time. Now, this is something that we really just want to practice. I want you to know that you've already been doing it. Like you cannot stuff this up. You cannot screw it up. You're already doing it. The odds are that you're just probably not doing it to your greatest potential or capacity. That's really the truth. Because in most cases, people are making decisions from the mind. They're moving through uh, the world using the mind um, instead of looking for this, the way that the universe speaks to them through strategy. Okay. Um, then the next piece is authority. The authorities, uh, if you want to, if you want to know more about authority, um, I will talk a, a little bit more about it in this series, not today, but you can go back and look at it. I've covered each authority in the podcast back in the history books. So go and check that out. Um, And your authority is how your inner wisdom talks to you, okay? So, for for example, I'm an emotional authority, which is like there's a hierarchy to authority and um, emotional comes first, meaning that if you have a defined solar plexus, then that is your authority and then then it's the sacral, then it's the spleen, then it's the will center, then it's the G center, then it's the um, head center. So it's, it's, there's this hierarchy to it, depending on your definition, but ultimately really starting to practice your authority is going to be a game changer strategy, universe, authority, you just, you're already doing both of these things, probably not to your greatest potential, probably often from a shadow expression. Um, you just want to practice these things. You want to practice and you want to give your brain evidence, okay? So as you're listening to strategy and authority, how is that turning up in your life? What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? Write that down and write down what happens when you listen to it, when you follow it. Um, because then it's almost like the the clues, strategy pieces to respond to, they can get more subtle and subtle and subtle. Um, and the more you listen to it, it's actually a wave almost because when you first start listening to your strategy and authority, then it gets louder. Okay. It gets more obvious. And then once you are, you know, in tune with it, if you like, then it gets, it can get really subtle. Um, let me give you an example. I, um, Justin and I were talking about his, um, crypto trading the other day. 
last night actually we were we were walking the lighty and um we're talking about it and I was saying something to him like this you so got to do this like talk about an invitation in the face and um we get back we're watching something on television just sort of decompressing and someone on the show talks about um crypto and for me because my strategy and authority is so subtle now I'm like babe there it is there's the universe confirming the conversation that we just had and he was just like well I didn't say that Where, where, where was it but that's because I'm so in tune now with these little micro moments that the universe is constantly giving me something to respond to okay so this is ground zero okay for your human design There's one little caveat that I want to start to bring in straight away because the the last, especially if you're new to the podcast, I've been talking a lot about human design in the last, I'm going to say 50 um, episodes. And obviously it's the human design podcast, but I want to start to bring in the behavioral stuff. I'm actually working on really putting all of them to like all the behavioral mindset um, coaching and that sort of thing, as well as human design and really putting them together like typical manifesting generator over here. So I want you to understand that when you come to human design, often because you're facing a challenge or um, a crisis of some kind, you just want to understand that the odds are you will be resisting something to do with your design. Let me give you an example. When I, I actually came to human design three times before I picked it up, because the first time I didn't, I didn't want to be an MG. I wanted to be a projector and Justin's a projector. And he actually brought it to me the first time. And I was like, no, that sounds like me. Um, then the second time I didn't like my profile because I'm a three, five and the old school knowledge and language was really negative. And I was like, you don't need to confirm that I fall down a lot, <laughs> you know, or things can be harder for me sometimes. Um, and I really resisted it. And I, What I didn't realize at the time is that I had all these unresourceful belief systems that kept me in the shadow expression of my design. And the clue is, is that if you resist certain parts of your design, so let's say you come to it, I've talked about resonance, maybe you don't resonate, maybe in fact you're annoyed at it. Like I was pissed off at it when I first came to it. That's a clue too, because it hit me in the face. I had this huge insight, probably... I'm going to say 18 months into my human design experiment that I realized that everywhere that I didn't like my design was everywhere I was resisting myself. And let's be honest, I was rich, literally didn't like a lot of my design at all. Like I wanted to define G center. I was like, why do I have the gate of struggle and the gate of crisis? And, and like, I was just resisting all of it, like all the really challenging parts. Right. However, my perception, my identity was that I was a, you know, the underdog, that I was a fighter, that I was, um, you know, all of these, like all of these unresourceful belief systems that were obviously created in, you know, in conjunction with my design, but they kept me holding human design at arm's length. It was when I really started to say, okay, well, this is an experiment. I'm here to discover what's true for me. I'm willing to be proven wrong. In other words, I'm willing to prove my ego and my identity wrong. Um, If I get results 
following my design, if I'm experimenting with this and that and learning about the shadow and the higher expression, um, living by strategy and authority. And that's when everything really, really started to shift, like really, really started to shift. So I want you to pay attention to the things that you resist in your, or or you're annoyed or frustrated or bitter or um, angry or um, disappointed at. I want you to pay attention to those things because they are actually big clues of where you are potentially resisting your truth, yourself, who you really, really are. And there's going to be a bunch of beliefs under there that need to be um, thrown out. Okay. Well, how did you enjoy it? This is the first in our series of understanding the roadmap of human design or um, the human design roadmap from my experience. So if you really enjoyed this episode, it would be wonderful if you could go over to Spotify or iTunes and um, or Apple Podcasts and please give us a review. I'd really appreciate that so that we can get this podcast into as many Um, ears as possible and get human design out mainstream and having the impact that it absolutely can have on this planet. Thanks everyone for being here. It's beautiful to have enjoyed this time with you and I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thanks everyone for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.